Pit Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. Marissa McHale. And I'm Victor Miguel. And they said that stain would come out. Damn. Didn't. <laughs> well, we just watched. We are here today for season three, episode 10 of Dexter Go Your Own Way. And we literally just stopped watching it five minutes ago. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, primer thoughts before we go into some things, then we'll get into the episode. Um, I think I did the most gasps ever. Kind of ruined my line, but yeah. In an episode, that's what I'm good for. Um, it was definitely a really fun episode. Uh-huh. And um, very fast-paced and entertaining. I wonder, because I, like, while doing my notes, I was like, wow, I can't wait to talk about it after. So I have like here, like, maybe this is one of the best episodes to watch and then immediately record. Okay. But then I wonder, too, because I was kind of telling you, like... You don't get the opening scene that much until you see it. Like, if I would have not even told you about that opening scene. Right. Kind of like would have, but you know, it takes like rewatches, whatever. Um, Best episode of the season? Yeah. It's fast paced. And like I told you, it's like this like big cat and mouse game. Yeah. Um, Let's go through some stuff before we get into the episode. One, I was on Bootlegging, a Boardwalk Empire podcast last week um for our friend colton's podcast colton uh god was it episode 10 he just did 11 god yes i believe it was uh, it was episode 9 battle of the century season 2 boardwalk empire and a lot of it was filmed in staten island that was really cool to talk about who's from staten island i don't know and boardwalk empire is one of my favorite shows um victor's from staten island i think at this point by and the it time, was his birthday by the time you listen to this podcast um i am we are doing a for our other podcast, Six Feet Under, we're doing a DVD giveaway. Ooh. <laughs> uh, after reading a lot of stuff, it's just kind of like, I don't want to, I feel like really shame. I don't have, I feel too shameful to like do this to enter to win the DVD. So I think what I'm doing for Six Feet Under is just kind of like, show me your fandom. Like how cool, like what's the coolest, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, do you have like a cool tattoo, a cool piece of art, a cool whatever? Sure. Like the coolest piece of fandom. Kind of like, you know, like if I was doing it for Dexter, I'd almost would do our, what are those called? Coasters? Yeah. We have like blood slide coasters. Um, some some cool six feet under swag. Yeah. Just like what's your coolest, you know, whether it's like a piece of art or a song yeah. or a tattoo, whatever. Um, so if you're interested in six feet under and you want the DVDs, just some... I can't promote that podcast because that podcast finished a long time ago, but just something fun to do for the holidays. Uh, so the, is it is it the entire collection? Yes. All okay. five seasons on DVD. I'm just giving it away. One person. To one person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I figure a week from tomorrow, so that'll be what? December 10th. Yeah. I'll okay. Pick someone to Very give cool. away. Um, second, we decided on December 14th, Friday night, we are doing- Friday night. I have to say, it's almost like- it's like the second thing people say like, hey, love the podcast. When's your next Facebook Live? That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny too because I think that we, you and I hesitate back and forth. Should we do it? I don't know. Like are that many people going to watch it? I don't know. But then every time, thus it's only been two times, but um, but I feel like every time we do it, we're both so happy that we did. Yeah. And even if, even if you guys can't join the entire time that we're on, whether it's for 20 minutes, even if it's just to, to stop by and say hi, you know, it's, it's very cool to, uh, you know, I, I to have that much interaction with, with everyone. I'm not even sure I even said what it was. I think I just said it's the first, the idea is we're going to do Facebook live December 14th for the season finale. I think we both jumped to what it was, and I don't even think we said what it was. Oh. <laughs> no, we, we both did it, because I said yeah. it, it's like, you know. So we want to do December 14th on Facebook Live, possibly YouTube. I think we could stream them at the same time. Okay. Um, yeah, just sort of like, you know, a video version, live doing the podcast. Um, Getting I think, Christmas spirit. I think, yes. I think this time, more than others, um, I'll have the room decorated Ooh. for the for the the episode it should be a lot of fun um and i think a huge thing of it is going to be is like your season four prediction oh snap um 
there's a Reddit survey I wanted to get into, but it's really hard. I'll do it as the season ends. Maybe I'll save that for the Facebook Live because it was a really cool Dexter survey that came out uh, about this show. This episode, cat, <clears throat> cat and Mouse. Like, I want to give, like, what the episode's about, but it's, sure. it's like Dexter and Miguel try to top each other. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes to what I have been saying the entire episode of, like, are they friends or are they not? Like, I guess it's just the whole keep your friends close and enemies closer. Mm-hmm. It just, this, like, this episode definitely has been the peak of the cat and mouse. Sure. But I feel like it's been that way the entire episode almost. The entire season? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. the entire season. Yes, but I don't think they were as antagonistic as they were. This was clearly. Yeah. And I think what I love about this, like to, to add on to your point, I think they both underestimate each other constantly. Yeah. Like Dexter's like, Miguel won't. That, right. Because I think the first, when, when Dexter starts the cat and mouse, he's like game over. And it's like, oh my God, was he totally wrong, yeah. you know? So it just, uh, all the way up until like the fin- uh, finale of this episode, right. it's just like, that's the final, you know? Uh, so like our episode starts out and they're at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling you like, hey, watch how much Miguel imposes on Dexter. And to the idea, like, I know, I have the episode on now. Hopefully Showtime doesn't sue us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be great if they did, actually. That would give our podcast we so have much no money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like you know, so they're at they're at the uh, dinner, right? And yeah. you just think they're out for dinner, but it actually ends up turning out this is the the wedding present. Sure, Miguel and Sil. Uh, as someone who has been doing the heavy duty lifting for our wedding, could this happen? Like this close to the wedding? Wait, who's been doing? Wait, who's been doing the heavy lifting of the wedding? I'm saying, as someone who has been doing the heavy duty uh, lifting on the wedding stuff so far, I'm asking you: Do you think this is something that could happen? I've been doing the heavy lifting. What have you been lifting? Nin, the dog. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that it's a it's slightly out of the timeline, but at the same time, Dexter and Rita they're kind of doing like a shotgun wedding per se. Sure. So, um, you know, I mean, the caterer. Aside from the venue, the caterer was literally the first thing that we did, <laughs> yeah. and that was the caterer recommended by the venue. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think like the caterer is kind of the the second biggest thing that you need. So you would think that if she's been wedding planning and doing all this, that would have been discussed, but yeah. I guess not. Yeah. I, I guess the more to the point, right? Like, you know, we see that Miguel just sort of, this is, you know, he buys this, this chef is going to be catering Dexter and Rhea's wedding. But um, did you see what I was talking about or no? Just how much Miguel imposes his will, just sort of like, like you owe me now. I didn't even mean it like that. I meant more like the way he was like, Dexter, you got to try this. And Dexter was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, he just puts it on his plate. Oh. And just sort of like, you know, th- like the episode starts out with like, Dexter, I told you. Do you know Do you know what a mulligan is during golf? No. Do you, have you ever heard the thing? Like, take a mulligan. No. no. Uh, it's like a do. Like, never mind. I didn't see that. Like, if we were. A do over. A do over. Yeah, a do over. Um. But even the way Dexter's like, yeah, but I told you I eventually got one out. It's just like their whole conversation is it, it like starts the cat and mouse thing. Okay. Um, and even like, yeah, and even in the way he like buys and he says it, right? Like he's trying to win me over. Yeah. He's trying to put me under his thumb. But like, and I, just in my opinion, just kind of one of those things of like, well, you can't fuck me over because I'm paying for right, You know what I right. mean? So I, you have to be nice to me yeah, at least until yeah. your wedding, you know, like almost buying time. And it's just like, I, I have something later in the episode, like, man, maybe Miguel's is more of a psychopath than Dexter, but how like... Miguel's definitely messed up in the head. Honestly, I want to talk about it later. I think he's more messed up than Dexter. Yeah, I could see that. Um, But like, De- like while they're there and he's like, you know, you imagine just they're that close to the wedding and... Miguel Dexter is thinking about killing Miguel. Oh, he's yeah. like, All right, I have three options: get him under my thumb, get him out of the way, kill it. Like you know yeah. what I need. Um, Dex, right? So we have the scene paused here. Dexter and Rita on their way home. So when you think about filming and you know writing and everything, right? A show. There's for a specific reason which I cannot tell. There's construction. Like I don't know if that adds to it. Do you know what I'm trying to say or no? no? Like, 
They had to set up that shot to put construction there. Like they had to take all that time for such yes. a lackluster shot? Well, like what was the purpose of it? I forget. This happened earlier. No, no, this is not nitpicking. It's just kind of like, what's it for? I'm for just telling. What happened? For the scene. Let me put it. I know, but like, what is it supposed to say? Like, why aren't they just driving? And I, I guess I'm also bringing that up. At the end of the episode, there's a reason why they're on the roof. And it doesn't have to do with the Skinner. It has to do with something else. There's like a theme going on to it. You know, you ever, I, and I, I think I've told you this plenty of times. There's a reason why they sometimes will shoot someone like behind the fence. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to show they're like closed, caged off. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it struck me as weird that they show construction. I just don't know what it's supposed to imply it's okay. not a nitpick it's more like a, i wonder what they were trying to say with this okay okay um same thing with like lighting blue lighting red lighting danger um so like i think x do you agree with me that accidentally dexter starts up this miguel is cheating on sill here yeah so i think it's ridiculous though that dexter just doesn't squash that and I get that Dexter kind of slipped in saying Miguel's not who I thought he was and what is he actually going to say to Rita. But you could just say, like, he's not that nice of a guy or he's whatever. But, like, I don't know why he just lets her run with that. I wonder if he knew what he was... Like, I, I don't think Dexter is as smart to have this, this, that layered. And there's no way he could have known Dexter was going to be at... La, I mean, Miguel was going to yeah. be at LaGuardia's. But it is interesting because he doesn't say... <clears throat> hey, no. Right. He just kind of lets not? it go. You know? I, yeah, I don't know. And it's just maybe Dexter is that smart, or maybe it's just kind of like something I would love they did in the show more like ambiguity. Like, well, maybe he meant it, maybe he didn't. We don't I know. feel like he, the only reason he didn't say anything is so that Rita didn't, like, I feel like it was like kind of like like his scapegoat. Because if not, Rita would be like, well, then what do you mean? Why? Because sure. you're best man. Yeah. Like, you're best friends with them. Then what is it? And I yeah. think that, like, as much as Rita is pressing about the issue that Miguel's cheating, even though he's not, like it's like a fake issue almost, but as much as she's pressing, Dexter just has to know that if she didn't have cheating as like the answer, she would be pressing 10 times worse, you know? I think I got an answer while you were talking. I think I got an answer to why there's construction. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm serious. While they're talking about it, it's sort of like being... I'm telling you, like, this is the sort of stuff that, why they would do stuff like this. During the scene, they're slowed down for construction. And, like, while they're talking, I think maybe Dexter does figure out at the end, like, this could be a loose string out there that I could use against Miguel. Because, again, the, the idea is he has to put Miguel under his thumb. Sure. So, and then once the scene ends, it's when the construction starts letting the cars through. Okay. So, they were, like, creating, okay. and then they finally open the door. When they get to Deb's apartment. Yeah. It is the most, I don't know if you picked up on this, it is the most, I was going to say 8th grade, it's like, no, no, no I'm going to go lower. It's like 6th grade stuff where Deb was like, are you guys fighting? And Rita's like, my best friend is cheating on his... Oh my <laughs> god, I know, <laughs> yeah. Saying? My best friend, no, Dexter's best friend is cheating on my best friend with his boss at work. And it's just kind of like, best friend? Who says best friend? I know. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this is like the first time we see Deb's apartment, I think. That's a great observation because, yes, I think it's the only time. Super nice. Sure. At first, I was like, wait, where are they? I was like, that place is so cute. And then yeah. I realized it was Deb's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, that's funny, though. It's like, my best friend isn't, but your best friend isn't mine. Like, you know. Um, so you have a best friend? <laughs> I found that I found that hilarious. Yeah. Like, wait, what? His yeah. best friend? Like, you know. I kind of feel like Deb was making fun of her, though. Like a little bit, sort of, like, like yeah. you know, like yeah. like sarcastically, but like, what, Dexter? You a best friend? You know. <laughs> um, Deb mentions they asked her almost stayed up through Saw one and two. Yeah, Saw, one of my favorite favorite uh, film franchises for me. I'm with I'm with Aster though. You falls got chloroform. As- falls asleep halfway through. Oh, what you didn't like Saw? No, don't you remember when we watched Saw? No. We watched Saw in your old apartment, and we were watching, and I was like screaming, like so into it, and then like you walked out of the room for five seconds, and I was passed (laughs) out. Yeah, that's funny. So they tried to reboot it, somewhat soft reboot, like they're doing with all the series uh, Jigsaw. Uh, I love, I love anything Saw, and it's funny because it was my God, they were at Saw three by this, no, Saw four by this time. Um, But here's the first time Dexter and Anton meet. Yeah. 
um, Dex drops the, hey, so you're the plus one for the wedding. So funny. Could Dexter really be that out to lunch? Or is that like him? I, Because I, I, I guess I, I wanted to propose it. Like, do you think it's him that out of it? Or is it him trying to fit in? It's definitely not him trying to fit in. I feel like Dexter just thinks out loud sometimes. <laughs> and I do that sometimes. And I have yeah. friends that do that sometimes. But I just feel like... <coughs> Like, all of Dexter's antics are him just thinking out loud. Do you need water? I think you need water. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me to keep going. Drink. Come on, baby. Come on, you got this. Can we get halfway through cell one? Um, I think it's adorable when he tries... I think this is him trying to fit in. I love how everything, though, in for Dexter goes back to the wedding. I think that's funny for like as out of it as in the wedding as he is to ask, do we really need to serve food at our wedding? (laughs) He's so in tune with the little things. I think it's funny. That is really funny. Um, I I think this is him trying to fit in and I think it's like adorable the way he's like the second he sees a male next to Deb. It's like, hey, you're you're the plus one. It's like, what? Right. And Anton's like, oh, you're getting married, you know? Yeah. Um. I guess this is where it's sort of the the two storylines split. We'll do Deb and Anton before we get to sure. um, obviously the bigger storyline. Uh, so Deb wakes up late for work and you brought up something which is one of the worst things I met. Well, it used to be one of the worst things. Um, waking up to the DVD menu. Oh my God, that was the worst thing. <laughs> so Victor does not get mad very easily. I actually don't know if I've ever really truly seen you like mad or upset and maybe a few months and like and nothing is like a big deal like super patient like super mellow People would easy never going. get that from the podcast because all I do is nitpick <laughs> yeah you're so annoying on the podcast but not in real life um but super easy going nothing's a big deal nothing's an inconvenience so maybe like three or four months into dating he was doing something at my house, setting something up or doing something, and we were watching a DVD, and maybe it was the, the remote control broke or something. Something ha- We needed batteries, I course, think. you never have batteries. I never have batteries. You bought a 240 so, um, So we needed batteries for the remote, and but whatever DVD we were watching, it was on constant spin like the the whatever it was the dvd menu yeah but it's like, like a, it's like a 30 second clip that'll yeah just keep. and like slowly within like ever as every minute passed i just saw him get more and more upset to the point where i'm laughing because it's like that's what's gonna get him that irate and i, I never have batteries in my house so i always just steal from the next appliance and you know and then when that one goes you go to the next appliance and you steal those batteries so nothing in my house ever has batteries and um I just remember he was getting so mad that I didn't have batteries and so mad at that. And he was just like, we just need to turn this off. And I was like, oh my God. But I thought it was so funny. What DVD? I, I don't remember no this clue, at But all. that was the first and only time I've ever seen you like rattled, I think, was from that. I, I it's a good thing. That's really funny. Because you know what? Like, I, I don't remember that. And that's really funny. Uh, and that is something that would yeah. drive me crazy. Yeah. Which worries me about a baby crying in my ear. And I forgot though. Yeah, but they're so cute that... But I forgot... Babies can get loud. I don't understand how their vocal cords don't rip. But I forgot um, that it was over batteries. Like, that's why we couldn't solve it. because we needed right, batteries. Right, right, and, Yeah. Now we have like two 40 packs yeah. in the drawer. Only because of me. Anyways. You're welcome. Uh, you know what's funny? I can remember... Like, I have to imagine this one happened... Who... No one pops in a DVD. No. To go to, like, that was a thing. It happened every night. And like, you imagine like in five years, people are going to have no idea. Yeah. Like... You know, used to pop in DVDs and like, you know. Um, now it's like when the Office theme song comes on in the middle of the and night. And it wakes you up. I know. I can't believe Netflix hasn't corrected. And it's <laughs> even maybe part of them. They purposely make the intro louder. So you wake up and just fucking The Office watching. theme song is so loud. And anyone who watches The Office to go to sleep and watches it like we do where it's just like, they'll just put on an episode. You could go to sleep to it. It's totally fine because it's such droning. Yeah. Nothing. But when that theme song. Dun, 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 dun. I wake up so to nothing loudly. and I wake up to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Deb wakes up to the DVD. And what a great way of portraying you fell asleep. Yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. The DVD menu, you know. Um, 
So Deb freaks out because Anton's there and they have surveillance going on. And, you know, obviously Anton's a key witness. Um, so Deb kind of throws Anton out. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think much of it at the, at the time. But then we kind of see, like, obviously later, yeah. like, Quinn comes in. Go ahead. Uh, to be honest, I think Anton's getting a little sensitive about it. I'm kind of with you. I think I think when you put the two and two together, like, if they woke up, if Dex didn't come over that night and they woke up and that happened, I think it would be like, whatever. Yeah. But the fact that Deb, Dexter was like, oh, Anton, the right, skinner? Right. You're getting married? You're pregnant? Just, like, kind of that, the two and two yeah. together. But also, I'm still with you because it's like, what did you want, a breakdown of my entire family? Right. We were just yeah. dating and, you know, yeah. you had a girl over your house a few... Right. Um... Definitely a little sensitive, Sally, about the subject. Sure, um, but then, like, when the, the reason why it is important because Quinn comes with with the the, the detail, whatever mm-hmm. the folder, the file, and it's just sort of like, hey, the surveillance, you know, and it, it's it's in here. Like, you, Anton, slept at your house. I don't know where we are at because the Dexter and Miguel storyline's coming up, but this I think was the first gasp from you. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. We have we have a record breaking no. amount of gas. Did you count? I didn't count, but that's one. One. Yeah. yeah. One. <laughs> but then they sort of uh, bring up the shield talk again. Yeah. And the shield's prevalent in this so episode. So funny. The, the shield is strong in this one. Yeah. Um. So Anton comes in his station, and they're sort of, you know, we kind of like left that alone. The idea of like, oh, you were never actually a CI. Queen. Yeah. How much money does Quinn freaking have that he just paid paid him off the books, right? And drives Cadillac. <laughs> um, but when Anton walked in, another gasp. Yeah. <laughs> so it was they a sort gasp, of a gaspy night. <laughs> so they they sort of clear it up, right? Where it's like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. I should have like never." I should have never done what I did, and just he thought it was a clerical error. It turns out like Quinn was the clerical yeah. error. Quinn, Anton knocks Quinn the fuck out. Yeah. Gasp. So. By you. I, um. That's three gasps. Quinn definitely messed up in what he, in what he did, but I thought it was a little strange how when Deb told Anton first, it was a clerical error or whatever, he was just like, okay, cool. Like, I feel like he, he, there wasn't that much of a reaction when he found out that he was, you know, quote unquote free. So then when Quinn told him and he got like that heated, I was kind of like, whoa, like, are you really that heated about it? Or is this like because Deb lied to you or a little bit of everything? Because I don't know, maybe, maybe, I mean, again, what Quinn did was messed up, but call me crazy. I feel like when Deb told Anton, Anton was just like, all right, cool. Like, didn't even like really care that much. Like Deb was more pissed about it than Anton. Well, Deb was pretty pissed when she found out it was Quinn. I guess. I I get where you're trying to go. I think there's a huge difference between like, hey, your bank account messed up. They're going to add $50. Then then if you found out I stole $50 from you. No, yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, put it that way. You know, that's that's why I think. Don't touch my money. What happened? Don't touch my money. We're not joint yet. (laughs) Um. But add to the, what the difference also is between like l- l- let's remove the the personal fact right like cleric let's say you're right well not right let's let's go with your view on it also the difference between when Deb told him versus now is he has his fucking skin gone yeah that's true too so you know what I mean because well like, and the, actually yeah and, and he kept saying like I almost died because of that guy that's what I'm saying I so think yeah, that's that what that the difference there is yeah. like sure like. You know, at first, but now it's like, yeah, I almost died because of you. Yeah, you know. No, you're right. Um, so when they like Deb and Anton go outside, when Deb yells, when Quint, when Anton yells back at Deb, when she's like, "Oh, I'm doing this for my shield and my shield and my shield and my shield," and Anton's like, "Do, do you know what I'm talking about?" When he's like, he yells back at her, like, "Then why are you?" Yeah. Deb Jennifer Carpenter jumps. I feel like that wasn't a line that was supposed like. Screw the idea of like these are all great actors. Yeah. There's one great act. Two great actors on this show. Who are they? Michael C. Hall and Jimmy Smith. And I think Dev is honestly I think Dev is honestly a good actress. I really do. Uh I really do. I'll tell you what. I, and I'm with you on like the not bad acting. I can feel Janet, our friend Janet, 
getting mad at yes <laughs> i could feel janet getting mad at me because i feel like me and janet uh, agree with a lot of stuff i think some of the stuff like the great acting i think michael c hall carries this show on his back okay i think he is 140 percent a great actor yeah i think everyone else is like 10 percent. the guest stars like Jimmy Smith and you're going to start seeing like yeah. bigger names come on the show. They, I think they always do phenomenal. Yeah. Jennifer Carpenter, Masuka, Batista, uh, Lauren Velez. What's her name? LaGuerta. I think all of them are terrible actors. And No, I believe Deb. I disagree with you on Deb. Fair. Okay. And that's fine. I, I'll add to it. And you, I guess you could kind of say this about Michael C. Hall. Name something else these people have been in. <laughs> yeah but he's like you know no um, i'm not disagreeing with you on the yeah. other acting but i i genuinely i do think that deb and and, and that's not fair to me to say because they actually have been on stuff like i think joey harrington who's is it joey harrington no desmond harrington who's quinn he went on to do some and he plays some great roles i you know what this show doesn't help i guess that's some of it too like this fake backgrounds i think they have some cheesy backgrounds on dexter mm-hmm. like settings because they're trying to fake miami and everything um I think that has a little bit to do with it. And it doesn't help also. They make Dexter is such the main focus that these other... Pl- like, do you really care about Barbara Vagina? Oh, I like her. No, but do you care about that storyline? No, but I like her. Yes. I guess, I mean, you know, this episode, they make you sympathize with <laughs> Barbara <a little> Vagina. <laughs> but like Masuka, <laughs> if he was like... We love Masuka for his comedy. Yeah, but... Right. And like finally LaGuerta is coming into the mate. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Deb, what here? Okay, so kind of where like the Deb and Anton storyline sort of end, where at the end she's just kind of when she's talking to Dexter, and she's like, "Man, when he got caught, like all I wanted was him back, and now that I got him back, it's kind of like, man, he's he's so bad for me." That's like thus far in the series, that's Deb's. Yeah. Like, how do I say? That's the requirement to date Deb. Right. Like, you have to be not good for her and a completely not good, like, you know. I know that that Anton isn't, like, probably Deb's... I mean, look at Lundy, her last relationship, you know? Like, I know that, that Anton isn't probably Deb's typical type. And I the only reason I say that is, like, for his what he does socially, like, the drugs and, yeah. you know, like, the people that, you know, whatever. But... I genuinely like them together. And and I feel like at the end of the episode, and I guess Deb is confused on what she feels, you know, because at the end of the episode, you see her on her cell phone, like, should I call Anton? Should I not? But I'm confused too. Like, wait, does she like him or not? Because sometimes, you know, your head can trick you. And when he was gone and, you know, captured by the Skinner and all she wanted him back. And then when she got him back, she was kind of like, eh, like that can happen. But does she really feel that way or is she just not about Anton because maybe his lifestyle is different than hers? Like, does she not like Anton because she's kind of, and I and I don't know a better way to say this, but she's almost like looking down on his lifestyle? Like, oh, I can't be with him. He's like, he does drugs. Right. And- There's two things what you're saying. One, it's, I think what you're saying is great. I think you're pulling more than the show gives you. Like, you know, like, I don't think this show gives you that sort of deep thinking. And I think it's a disservice to Deb, Jennifer Carpenter, to Mm -hmm. not make her role matter more. In later seasons, her role increases. So it's kind of, she gets better worth. Um, I, I, I equate it to, and it's sort of like a life thing in terms of, like, this is me taking it way deeper than you did. The idea of, like, after you want what you get, you don't want it. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's kind of like what's happening. That's sort of like the theme to season two of Boardwalk Empire, which okay. is just ironic because that's what Colton's doing. But it's the idea of like, you know, you always want like, I don't know, shopping. Right. I think it's like the most key. Like you want that thing so bad and you get it and you're like, huh. Leave the tags on it for like But it's kind of like the, the the thrill of it was half not having it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, like maybe there's that going on. With, right, you know? I was confused if it was that or if it was that. No, she genuinely cares for him, but it's a lifestyle that's different. Sure, yeah. There, I I, w- I was confused personally myself, but I think that she's confused too. And again, maybe I shouldn't have even yeah. looked that far into it. It but. is ironic that Anton, thus far of the boyfriends on the show, is probably been the best for her. I and love he, him, and he is the 
not the typical Deb. I don't even want to say typical Deb boyfriend because what what do we really know? But like, just not the person you know. Right, that she's you like would, so cop yeah, central, yeah. and he's like on the streets. Break. And now Deb asks a question. Deb, glad to see you. Wait. Oh, his best friend is cheating on my best friend, and he won't tell me with who. You have a best friend? <laughs> I wish you could see what it looks like the audio. I heard it. I don't I don't need to see it also. I heard it. God, it's going to be super annoying for the poor yeah. for our three Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um two things. I got one. What's your one? Well, actually, you know what I got? I think I do. What? what? Tell me what you got. What do I got? Tell me what I got. Little Narcotics Anonymous? Damn. So, is that what you got? Well, one, I got City Fucking Hall. Okay. Nice. Nice, Vic. Damn. Two, we watched Narcos Mexico season one. Woo! And let me tell you. We're doing a podcast on it. (laughs) We cannot stop talking about it or get enough of it. And But the subtitles are in Spanish. uh, Yes. And the mustache is coming back because I need need Victor to look more like a drug lord. So the mustache is coming back now. If if you watch any Narcos Mexico, you know what we're talking about. You know what's funny? During this season three of Dexter, and usually like it's hard for us to watch stuff, but with this little new format we got going on, it's definitely yeah, a little love bit it. more uh, can do- doable. Um, we knocked out House of Haunting Hill, which yeah. is a huge recommend. Love it. And we knocked out Narcos. Give us some more recommendations. Narcos Mexico, if you, if you see, they sort of released the season about two weeks ago. Great show. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I, I I love that that show and the, the soundtrack too was great. Yeah, everything uh, about it was good. It's on Spotify. Uh, and actually, I'm going back to watch see uh, the original Narcos. Yeah, you know. So I guess we could sort of. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa! You're forgetting about our other recommendation. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. Jingle all the way. So let's get to the Miguel and Dexter. Whoa! So Victor's never seen Jingle all the way. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Elf. Oof. What's yours? Ghostbusters 2. That's not It's definitely a, not considered a yeah. Christmas movie. Uh, off the top of my head, Home Alone 2. But if I took some time, I bet you there's there's another. Wait, what about Jingle All the Way? What was your... That movie's completely implausible. And you know, as someone who nitpicks stuff sometimes, you know I hated that movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever his stupid name was in the movie. Howard. flew from New York to Minnesota and back to New York in one day. Okay, well. Turbo Man. Our 25 Nights of Christmas movies. First one started off not so good. I got your Turbo Man right here. Anyways. So Dexter, Miguel, and Batista. I can't believe you just made me want to review Jingle All the Way on the podcast. And so many more people are going to be with you than they are with me. Duh. Jingle All the Way is a classic. Even my mom loves it. It's like one of her favorite Christmas movies. Classic? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. So good. So Dexter can't kill Miguel. He needs to put him under his thumb, so to say. Right. Um, so we kind of just see like right like the idea that the like the Ellen Wolf case sort of comes back really big here. Um and and their guy this guy, if you remember him from a few episodes ago, Toby. Come rub my feet. Well, give me a massage with those big, strong hands. Okay, creep. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we sort of see like, well, we kind of find out that Ellen Wolf's, one of her two rings is missing. Yeah. And when they're talking about it in the room, I don't know if you picked up on this just because you're not like as familiar with Dexter lore, but Quinn says maybe he got interrupted 
Do you remember that at all? Yes, from I Dexter? do. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was sort of a nod to it. It's like, well, of course he didn't get interrupted. Like, you know, and if he got interrupted, then like someone would know about that. Okay. Um, I, I, do you want, do you have anything on Masuka? Cause I want to mention that Dexter, they're, they're, they're kind of gathering money for Dexter's bachelor party. Um, I have nothing aside from your friends messaging you <laughs> right, were, like right before, right before yeah. this podcast That's about funny. your bachelor party. That's really funny. Um, so that just made me think of you, but no, nothing really. Masuka's collecting money for the Dexter's bachelor party and, um, he sort of meets a female, a girl who's... I do think it's funny that at one point when the bachelor party kind of blows up or some plan fell through and he was like, oh, why did this wedding happen to me? Like, I think it's funny that he's getting so overwhelmed. Um, but no, no, nothing else. It's cute. In the books, and I can't remember, it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's after this season came out. So it's not like it. They they grabbed from it. Um, oh, we have a huge cameo in this episode, by the way. Hey. Um, one of the books, Misuka is like bringing Dexter and Rita to this like Versace type guy. Like he's such a huge whatever. Um, I wonder if which came first. Um, so to start, Dexter is in Miguel's office, right? We kind of have the scene on now. If you see Dexter is playing a video game, yeah, it's Halo Three, which was on Xbox. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a PC port. Um. So Dexter is just sort of and now. If you can help me here, how does does Dexter start up by just saying like, "Hey, I'm going to watch this case really close because you never know, might know what might pop up." Yeah, that's sort of what the start yeah. is. Yeah, I love when Miguel sits down and he just looks at Dexter and he's like, "Is this what you want?" Like, kind of like he because first he's like, "What are we going to do?" He's all panicky and then he's yeah. like, "All right, Dexter, this is this is what you want to do." Right, gloves this are coming is, off. Yeah, like, all right, I got you. You know. Um and like he says, like, you know, but I'm best man at your wedding. He's like, yep. And then after that, yeah, episode title, go your own way. Um, at Well, I, I guess we'll get to this in a little bit. Well, actually, we have to get to it now. Uh, Batista gets a call and we sort of see that Barbara Gina has been in the hospital, hospitalized. She is the prettiest woman to have just gotten beat up. <laughs> Yeah. How do you, like I know like in the movies they always like it's always like the actresses. To be fair, all she's doing is wearing a bandana, a bandage. I guess. <laughs> but actresses always wake up and they're like flawless. Always. You know, you know who I know that of? Uh Jennifer Lopez. I forget oh, what well, movie no. she is no. and she wakes up. No. Jennifer Lopez is flawless. Gotcha. At Sorry. all times. Sorry. Yeah. You're insane. That that's real life. <laughs> but anyway, every other actress in the world aside from J Lo Nerdball. When she <laughs> Don't you don't call me what was it a nerd nugget? Don't you call me that though? But when I love how much it derailed you. When when you wake up, you're not flawless. When this this woman just got beaten up by a man, and she is looking flawless. She has just a little. I don't even know. You can't see it all. You have can't to see it until she until her until, until she sits down, and then you see the other side of her face. Then you well, see she has a, a little, little bit. She has like a little scratch. She has more. <laughs> They, they be someone from the makeup she department. She looks like J Lo with the white bandana on. Actually, <laughs> it's almost like someone in the makeup department. Like they were about to roll the scene, and they were like, "Oh wait, I, I, I need red, red, red nail polish." And yeah, she comes on and just dabs her, and just like she runs looks away. beautiful. That's so funny. Yeah. So uh, we have the episode on now. The the copy talks throughout the room. He says, "You yeah. snore like a motherfucker." Yeah. You know who that is? No. Jeff Lindsay. The creator of Dexter. Oh my god, that's this, cool. That's the author from the books. That's really so like, cool. We literally wouldn't have this show and or podcast if it wasn't for that man. That's really cool. Uh, I wonder how he feels about that role they gave to him. Now, the, I've told, talked about this plenty of times. The books, they go, you know, um, <clears throat> Dexter's brother, Brian, he, he's like, he stays alive. LaGuardia dies in the first book. Spoiler alert. Um... But I think it's just really cool. Like they, they, they had yeah, know, like very cool cameo. <clears throat> um, but here, like right, like Batista wants to find out who did this to vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll get back to it later because I think it plays into the the storyline later. Uh, so we, like we said, we see Toby isn't being investigated for Ellen Wolf. Um, I feel like this episode. If you remember a few episodes ago, like they had the idea of like the butterfly effect. Yeah. I think this episode has a much better representation of that. Like, 
Dexter gets involved with Miguel, killed Ellen. Now this guy, Toby, who like LaGuerta and Ellen just happened to get a drink from yeah. at the bar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, talk about like a, a widespread whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Toby, they make Toby awfully guilty. Totally. Looking. I believe Toby until I remembered that Miguel did it. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he definitely yeah. did it. I mean, they, they did a great job. Like, you even gasped. You gasped again. But I think, I know. I did, actually. Did. I, know. I know. I really believed it. But I think that he was just so nervous because of the fact that he's engaged. Sure. You know? Yeah. And I think that's where it, that's where his nerves played into it. But, um, yeah, they they really made him seem guilty. During the week, uh, maybe it was... Le- yeah, no, it was this week because we were in the Keys. Oh, by the way, we went to the Keys. Hey. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, the Keys gets represented in the show once. And I was telling you this on our trip. Um, the Keys, the Florida Keys, if we're like three some odd hours, two hours away. Uh, I guess we'll get there later. But anyway... Uh, someone had sent me a season eight, uh, someone, our friend David Green sent me a season eight rewrite. And it's like one of the most popular Dexter things to do is just like, how would you have changed that last season? Mm -hmm. I am not trying to nitpick as much as I'm trying to like better the show sometimes. I kind of say, I always say like, I wish there was more ambiguity. Okay. Yeah. I was on Colton's podcast and he hates the, the obvious symbolism they do and, we, you know, how many times have we seen on the show where Dexter's voiceover when Deb goes, trim trees. Oh. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. We got it, you know. How great or more compelling would it have been if, as if we, the viewer, didn't actually know if it was Toby or Miguel? Right. And like last episode, they could still find Ellen Wolf's body. Right. And you really, like Miguel, Dexter's trying to find out if it's Miguel and he just can't. Yeah. Like this scene is like, oh shit, is it? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then No, that would have been that would have been And good. then when that bomb gets dropped, like he gets cleared by Quinn, it's like, oh shit, now yeah. it's like, you know. Um, anyway, it's funny, right? Like the idea that halogens, the lights at Are like- first, is just kind of like, did you think anything of it at first? No. But like, did you think of, did you even know that was Miguel's car, truck? Have we seen him in that before? Yes. We have? Oh, yeah, yeah. When he Outside. Showed, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but at that time, did you think, did you connect? Oh, I mean, obviously you connected. I don't know. Did you think anything when they brought up the halogens? That like halogens were like maybe newer light bulbs back then? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I just meant like he brings it up. Yeah. And that's a clue to Miguel. Did you like connect that? Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. That's what I was, yeah. Um. So, like, when, when they mention, I think it's, like, right here, did you pick up on, at all LaGuerta picking up that it was Miguel? Like, do you think she connect, suspected anything there? So, and we'll talk about this later, I think she picked it up when Syl came. Oh, so not here? No. But it is dropped in LaGuerta's head, halogens. Right, and an SUV, a truck. Sure. Blue, blue or black. And so, right before we get to Miguel's, to sort of set up... Uh, Miguel at LaGuerta's LaGuerta comes into Dexter's office screaming about this key you know mm-hmm. you got to do it you got to add a code yeah. to it he's like I'm sorry but he kind of suspects exactly what Miguel is probably thinking like hey LaGuerta's crazy like she's yeah. perfect to be like what's the word preyed upon almost sure like seduced yeah right um, literally <laughs> yeah in the next scene like right like Miguel's at LaGuerta's yeah um, like and that's some next level deceit where you're totally. you're there to lure LaGuardia in for romance and, but more so, for what you're killing. Lure her with that soul patch. <laughs> well, yo, this is where I think he's more <clears throat> psycho, sociopath, whatever you want to call it, than Dexter. Because Dexter has no emotions. And it's just like, we, we know and we think, right? Dexter never, like, he probably made friends to kill people. Right. But not, not, like, undercover. Right. But he was very, like, I killed, this is my whatever. Miguel is luring LaGuerta in romantically. Oh, yeah. He's using people. Yeah. That's that's crazier than Dexter. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And also more like intricate. Like yeah, you have no. to befriend this person. You have to gain their trust. You have to, you know, it's way more intricate. There's way more moving parts in that aspect of it. I say he's way more dangerous than Dexter yeah, is. I agree Add with you. to it what he has. Yeah. So fucking hole. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah. all of it's like, damn. No, I agree. Um... Another gasp when Mara, uh, LaGuardia and Miguel kiss. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Big one. <laughs> um, 
I wanted to ask the question to like, hey, do you think like Miguel is actually trying to get get with Laguerta, or no. is it all it's all for this Ellen yeah. Wolf save his ass? Thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think he has any sort of romantic feelings. I think that he probably can tell. I don't even know if Laguerta has romantic feelings towards him, but you could tell that she has like a soft spot. I'll say that at least. Um, and I think that Miguel probably knows he has that on her. So he knows he can use that. But I don't believe that Miguel has the same back to her. I I think he maybe does, but just as a friend, whereas she does romantically. I'll refresh your mind because earlier in the season, like when uh, Oscar just got killed. Oscarito. Miguel and LaGuerta are in the room and Miguel's like, oh, I drive still crazy. And LaGuerta's like, yeah, I doubt that's true. She's lucky to have you. No, I know. Yeah. I think there's like, she does have, but like you said, I don't think it's the same for Miguel towards her. Right. And I also don't think that she's like in love with Miguel. I just think that she has like, just you know, there's something there and he knows it. So right as they kiss, right? Perfect timing. Dexter shows up. Yeah. Um, Him showing up was weird. What was up with that? Did he know Miguel was there? I think that's why... We got the scene where he's like, LaGuardia comes in yelling at Dexter like, oh, LaGuardia's ripe for the picking. Dexter thinking, knowing that like LaGuardia's on the case, that's why he's there watching the video, uh-huh. kind of like knows, oh, now Miguel's going to try and go seduce LaGuardia. Yeah. So I'm going to show up just to be like, hey, I know what you're on to. Like, I'm going to show up to say, hey, I'm really sorry about the key and why would Dexter ever... LaGuardia should, to, should find this super fucking weird. Yeah, that Dexter came over? Absolutely. Well, I feel like she did because she said multiple times, like, call next time, will you? You could have called me. Why didn't you call me, you know? But, like, would you ever just show up at your boss's house to apologize? Like, it's just no, super never. weird. Yeah. Like, you know? Um, but I think it's definitely more to, like, you know, wink at Miguel, like, hey, dude, I, yeah. know, I know exactly what you're right. doing. But I like how this kind of all goes down where, like, Dexter goes home. Oh my God. Yeah. So Dexter goes home to Rita's. And by the way, we're not nitpicking the fact that they showed Dexter driving through South Beach, which would be physically impossible. Um, So Dexter gets home and Rita tells... Rita tells Dexter that she told Sylvia, Jesus, what a soap opera. Yeah. (laughs) That... I love love how she says it, though, um, of just like, oh God, like I did something really bad. Like, like, should I sit? Yeah. Well, I told Miguel. Yeah. Please don't be mad at me. And you know, yeah. uh, I told Rita that still that Rita's Miguel is cheating on um, on Sil with Laguardia. He's like, all right, I'm gonna sit down. Yeah. Uh, So we have a thing called guy code, right? Got it. Like, you know, if I catch my friend cheating, it's not my business to tell his wife. Like, you know. Okay. I don't know what that is for women, but without concrete proof from Rita. Because Dexter never agrees to it. Yeah. Don't you think it's so fucked up that Rita tells Syl? Yeah. Uh, so, um... No proof. I, yeah. Dexter never says yes, right? Yeah. So about 10 years ago, I was caught in a situation where I had a friend of mine uh, cheating on another friend. And when I... Don't even want to say get got involved, but when I brought it to the attention, I just ended up losing both friends. Right. You know, like nothing good came out of it. So I feel like ever since then, I've just kind of learned to stay out of people's business, you know, and when it comes to light, it'll come to light. It's really, unless it's like affecting you. Sure. You know, like if I have to, in order to keep my friendship with whatever, I have to like lie about this. Like, no, it's then it's not worth worth it. Whatever, whatever scenario. I just think it's crazy they let Rita, like maybe let Dexter accidentally spill that yes, or maybe Dexter playing like chess using Rita. And also like this isn't even like a lifetime friend. This isn't like, it's not even like that Syl and Miguel are like dating. Yeah, this is a marriage. This is a marriage and this is someone that you met, Rita, what, now maybe two months ago? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just I, trying to think of like one of like my friends. If like they thought their husband was cheating on them, I would I would be like, "What are you talking about? Like, let's get off the ledge." Like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think I would, I you know, yeah, I wouldn't jump to that. And and this is where like, and then you know, we get the scene like Sylvia shows up to Laguerta's. Yeah, another huge. I think the <laughs> biggest gasp from you. Can't even breathe. I just tried to do a really big gas, but <laughs> I just choked. 
Um, I think this is where it's kind of like right where the episode started, where Dexter like unintentionally started yeah. setting this up. Um, but like, what a way for all the pieces to fall. Sure. Um, but like, I love that this scene kind of plays for two measures. Like, this is like the height of Dexter. This episode, like, Sylvia mentions, like, "Hey, you were out last Thursday," and then like. That's when Ellen was killing Gordon. It's like, wait, he wasn't with me. Yeah. And like, boom, halogens right in your face. For sure, literally. Like, how how could you not? LaGuardia right there, you know, should have been like, holy shit. I think she she is in her head. Yeah, she is. It probably would take you, uh, you know, in your head to process it. And also, Sills yelling at Miguel... Laguard is not going to bring that up right now. Sure, no, no. You know, Again, I'm not. I'm not saying she should have arrested him and cracked the case. Blah blah blah. Whatever, right there. But it's definitely like, oh, de- like think about how intentional that was by yeah. Dexter to. He, she fucking knows now. You know. Um, yeah, I just love when those halogens. And God, thank God, Laguard doesn't like. Oh my God, halogens. Toby. Yeah, yeah. It, that, I, I just feel like that that scene is so good because they don't hold your hand. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so it kind of shows that like next scene, like Dexter shows up at the donut shop. This donut shop, I'm almost positive the one consistency in this show. <laughs> like this donut and that donut box will keep yeah. showing up. Um, so Miguel and Miguel's a thousand percent right, and why would he believe Dexter? Um, total bitch move. Like, you just don't do that. Yeah. Especially Rita. Like, at least if Dexter does it, that's like a man to do right. it. Um, but now it's like Miguel's turn to sort of go back at Dexter and the idea that he's going to sort of put a probe on Deb about everything that's there. Um, <laughs> I just love the line when he goes, Familia. <laughs> uh, anything on that before the Dexter's... No, Part. I thought I thought it was really well played. Um, I didn't when Rito is telling Dexter what happened. It was kind of like as she was talking, it was all unfolding. Like, oh my god, Miguel's there now. Sill's gonna go. But it was like I I like when shows do that when you realize what's going on. Like, sure, as it's yeah, you know, as yeah. it's unfolding. So I thought that that was just a really good scene, and and I'm I'm liking how it's moving. I guess yeah. Um. So Dexter, it's crazy because the, all these scenes are back to back to back because Dexter now shows up to Miguel's. Yeah. And we're going to gloss over. We're not going to nitpick the fact that the housekeeper would just let Dexter rummage through all of Miguel's stuff. Did you know, man. did you know why Dexter left that laundry? No. So at the time you're like. At the time I had no clue. And then um, I have a tendency to stare at our dog at times. So when he was putting the the dry cleaning note back in the cigar box, I was thinking, shoot, was that note in there the whole time blocking the ring? And he was like putting it exactly where it was before. Or or was Dexter doing that as like a sign? And then when he kind of like left the box slightly open, it made me know like, okay, that was def. That's definitely a sign for Miguel because he left it. Right. You know, he left it open so that Miguel sees it. Um, but no, I had no clue why. And then when I, when he obviously goes to the dry cleaner and it's the shirt with blood on it, I was like, oh man, like that was definitely good. Yeah. Um. When Miguel shows up to the dry cleaner, yeah, another huge gasp because that's when you found out. Yeah. And she goes, "Sir, no charge." They, you know. Yeah, we said this we could get the stain out, but we didn't. Yeah, because um, because that was kind of like two of Dexter's punches, I guess as you could say, sure. like getting the ring and then the bloody shirt, like back to back. Right, right. You know, yeah. The whole it's like one, it's a boxing match. It's yeah, cat and for mouse, sure. It's whatever. Like you know, it's just it's probably the only episode where we, I think we'll ever get this, where it's just like two characters, yeah, trying to top each other. Uh, I think it's I think it's cool when the side plot, you know, like Batista kind of merges with at least the theme of like what's going on with Dexter right because like Dexter like knows not to get involved and basically like Dexter finds out who the guy is who who attacked yeah um what's her name vagina <laughs> I just saw you looking at me waiting for me to say it um and it's just sort of like he knows not to get involved with Batista and he's just like 
everything he the the getting involved with Miguel led him to exactly what he's doing now. Right. Um <clears throat> and like he's kind of doing the same thing with Batista, but he's just like I think it's funny when he's like, "Hey, close don't it, once you go through that door, you're ne- you're always going to want and like why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you as especially as a police officer, right? Like take the law into your own hands. Um and it's like character building, I guess I could say, like that Dexter doesn't. Yeah. He just sort of feels like, hey, don't do that. Um, but like we, we sort of have like all the scenes like kind of like tying like a shoe, right? Like where Miguel is picking up the shirt and that's the same time Batista's approaching that guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's your other gasp. Yeah. I don't know what that weapon is called and I can already see Colton yeah. texting me what yeah. that weapon is that you pull out. Um, but we think Batista's going to attack him. Oh, yeah. But they sort of cut the camera. Yeah. Um, that was a good scene, though. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, who is that? You had no idea. And yeah. I don't think we saw him. We don't. You didn't see who that guy was until he walks him in the station. Or did well, we? No, They. he said his name. And then the guy turned around and he saw the cuts on his face from the sure. key. He was more beat up than... Uh, yeah, than, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I really like how like the two scenes are sort of like... Miguel is picking up the dry cleaning shirt from the, what started everything... And Batista's like opening and closing what Dexter told him to, right. you know. Uh, and then we get the roof scene. Yes. The roof scene is like, this is like the highlight. I think this is the best scene of season three thus far. Mm. Do you or no? This is definitely the best episode of season three. I think I have to think about scenes. That was a gr- it was a great scene. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think I have to like think overall really. And this is where I was saying like the idea of like why they're on a roof because they could have to go back to the construction. They could have argued this anywhere. Okay, could have been in the garage, could have been in a backyard, could have been in public. I think the idea of like why it's on a ceiling. I mean, it works two ways. One, we see that the Skinner was yeah. seeing, but I think also like. This is the height of it. Okay. Like Miguel yeah. Miguel is now on top. Miguel's physically bigger, intimidating yeah. than Dexter, and he shows it here. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's yelling in his fucking face. And it's just like you know, it makes for great stuff whereas you know, Miguel's like, I got City Fucking Hall and he's just like throws his hands up and he yeah. walks or like you know what I mean? Um so this scene, Colton had asked, this takes place in Long Beach. This is not Miami. They okay. never go to Miami. We get that drive through South Beach, but you could tell that's from season one, Dexter. Um, I thought you were going to laugh when Miguel's like, did you think this is funny? And Dexter's like, no, they said that stain would come out. Oh. I think it like totally went over your head or you're doing the thing where you're looking at our dog and I think it went over my head because I was like too focused. It's such like a great line, like Dexter being such like... As Miguel is as mad as Miguel is, I'm shocked he doesn't lay Dexter out right, right there. Yeah, that, that had me mad. Like you know, um, I think this is the difference between Miguel and Dexter. Like Miguel is this emotional, yeah, and you see how calm Dexter is. Like yeah. he's just not there. Um, your thoughts on this? Well, def- no, 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 definitely a crazy scene. Um, when you kind of saw that someone was watching them. I uh, gasped. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to say like stupidly, but um, I didn't even like realize that it was the Skinner at first. I don't think you're supposed to up until they show you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. No, no. Um, yeah, but you're I was fine. just like, oh my God, like who's watching them? So then at first I was thinking that maybe Dexter was setting Miguel up because Dexter said something like, thank you. As he was walking away, he like kind of whispered it to himself like, thank you. And I was like, I was like, did Dexter just set Miguel up? Like, to sh- like, was he like recording him? Like, right. what what was that about? Like, I I just immediately thought that that was in Dexter's court. Um, and then when I see that Miguel's working with the Skinner, I was like, holy shit! And then I think it's funny too that if I go back to my predictions, I was predicting that Miguel was the Skinner, even though I knew that he like couldn't be. But then it was like, oh my god, my prediction's not that far off. And when he goes when the Skinner is in the station and Miguel goes in there and they say like, oh, the videotape was messed up, whatever. I mean, Miguel goes in there with like, yeah, we're going to get this guy. Da, 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 da. And then he walks out. There's no tape. And he's like, yep, can't do anything about it. Got to set him free. And I remember, and I guess it's funny because I remember thinking like, whoa, what just happened? And I don't even know what we said on the podcast about it, but I just remember thinking like, like he was so gung ho about 
getting the guy when he walked in that room and then no one knows what was said and he walks out and he can't do anything about it like of course you can you could do something you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. and um and i remember being like mad that nothing happened but also like not expanding on it yeah <laughs> like i remember being like mad that nothing happened but then at the same time just like letting it go yeah I, and i think you know I think that's why season three gets gets a lot of flack because, I mean, those first eight episodes are like, I think that's why we kind of got a little disinterested doing the podcast. Not disinterested, but it's kind of felt like a chore, but, but they were building up to this. Yeah. So that scene where Miguel lets him go, it's kind of like, you, you guys, are, you're not even going to talk about why yeah. or you're not even going to like whatever. And now you see it come back sure. two episodes later at the end for this one moment, just to say, you see him, that's Dexter. That's I was going to say that's Dexter Miguel. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, and I totally get it. Like it, it's, it's crazy frustrating. Why Miguel's is just this hard ass and like, Nope, can't do anything. But I think it's, it sets up for great television. Oh yeah. You know, uh, l- let me just go back one second. In terms of like character building or an arc, Dexter this entire time was like, Harry, you're wrong. You know, all what happened with season two, like, you know, he lied to me, he set me up and everything. Um, and turns out, like, I think when Dexter says thank you, I think what he's saying thank you. Do you know why he's saying thank you? No. Uh, I think he's saying thank you that he could finally put to bed the idea should I reason with Miguel? Mm. Should I, should I like, trying should i work should, is this what friendship is about yeah like do you fight in art but in the end you're friends you have to compromise and everything sure. i think because when he says like harry was right all along yeah that you know harry didn't make the code for dexter and friends he made it so dexter could be alive yeah um i think dexter finally he just puts away the idea i think also too like i have to keep him under my thumb and dexter now knows nope have yeah. to kill him yeah there's no you're no, right you're totally there's right no other Thank you for finally... Because they could have kept going. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like this would keep going if Miguel didn't. You yeah. Know? Um, I wish they would have talked a little bit more about how Miguel just totally gave him a shirt with pig's blood on it. And also, I mean, he knows that Dexter was in his house and got the ring, but that wasn't really spoken about either. Like, yo, you came in my house? Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's like your house yeah that's how you know what yeah because that's now kind of opening the door to dexter's house or rita's house yeah sure if i could go back and i i know we spoke about it last episode um the idea that miguel has really been playing dexter from the beginning yeah you know um like he was totally learning how to kill and everything and this is another great scene for Miguel to be like, I'll fucking tell everyone you're the Bay Harbor. Butcher. I know, <laughs> like you know, the Bay Harbor. Who? That's what. That's <laughs> literally what it is this season. No one. I, I I I I man, there's like five questions I have for the writers. I I would love to know why they never connected yeah. those dots. Yeah, I'll probably I'm probably gonna bring it up every episode. But so our episode ends with two things happening, right? Where. We see the Skinner is on the roof, and Miguel is hooked up with the Skinner to say, hey, "You want Freebo? This is your yeah. dude." You know, um, and then more importantly, we see Dexter get kidnapped. Yeah. By Skinner. Okay. Or is it Miguel? Was that Miguel's? I know that Miguel is an SUV, but that car was sure. like that car was like a super nice car. Oh, that's like a Cadillac Eldorado. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, they, this is what kind of sucks about doing a podcast where I have to ask you cause you totally would have thought it's the Skinner. Yeah. And like, and now I know it's Miguel. Uh, but Miguel <laughs> doesn't have that car. Quinn. Why is Quinn de- kidnapping Dexter? Cause he's working with the Skinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I am, I am, uh, I hope I'm able to next episode we leave a lot of open strings and I, I don't have it in me to go back and listen to our podcast to bring it to our notes for the next episode, but I definitely want, and we will, because uh, I'll remember this now that I keep dragging on about it. Dexter gets kidnapped. Yeah. Our man Kiki. Stop. This is kind of like the same stop, thing. Stop, <laughs> stop. 
so that ends our episode. Um, I guess predictions. Quinn kidnapped Dexter. LaGuardia obviously knows. What LaGuardia does she do with that knows. information? Sure. We don't know. Uh, so I'm, I, I'll, I'll tell you. Not a prediction you made this episode. One of your predictions from an earlier episode, you were so right about. No. But I'm not going to tell you now. Damn. <laughs> uh, okay. I actually can't even tell you for, for, for two episodes, but you are spot on with no. one of your predictions. Yeah. Were you impressed? Um, yes. Definitely impressed. Cool. <laughs> uh, that ends our episode. Anything else to add to this, Marissa McHale? Give us more Christmas movies and your favorites. Oh. God. And give us yes. more Netflix um, Netflix shows to watch, please. And thank you. <laughs> so I tried to do this thing where on Reddit I was going to put up the episode and get discussion. And God, please forgive me, friend. Um, our friend in Poland, I know him as... He, I'm, I'm going to say his name is Mr. Y just because his Reddit name is that. Um, I wanted to make this like get other people's thoughts... And I just, it didn't work well. Like, no one commented on Reddit. I feel like I have a little beef with uh, the Dexter moderators on Reddit. Um, <laughs> oh, look at this. He actually has some pretty pretty good insight. Um, he goes, a personal favorite moment of mine is right after Miguel antagonizes Dexter in the donut shop. Dexter voiceover says he has no idea what door he just opened. And then we cut to Norma opening the door at yeah. Miguel's house. Dexter, uh, Dexter putting on a social charm to get inside, just like Patrick Bateman. Um, you know, who Patrick Bateman is Psycho, American Psycho. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried to get that going, but I guess I, I failed on my end. Well, if you have thoughts on episode eleven, I had a dream, which we'll be doing next week. Let us know and join us December fourteenth. We'll be on Facebook and maybe YouTube live. And that's it. We will talk to you next week. Bye.